What's up, uh, Cinema 7 listeners? Uh, I just wanted to start the podcast off a little different, and uh, I know this is going to be kind of weird for a podcast, and right after I'm done saying what, I, what, I, what I'm going to say, I am going to have a little weird intro of me and John going through technical difficulties during the episode, because it, it's kind of funny to see how, you know, normal things can be, or how normal people are even on the podcast you know because it it, right before you start recording you know you can have issues with the computer and stuff but like i said it's gonna be a little weird but i just wanted to talk about growing and development and uh learning from past mistakes because in life we we all learn we all grow we all develop and and learn and uh constantly and john and i talk about it in shazam that there's a lot of growth, there's a lot of development, and there is a lot of learning from mistakes in the movie. And I think that's one of the bigger part of the movies, and that's why I wanted to put this in here. And um, of late, the past few days or the past week, I, I've been learning a lot, and I've been trying to grow as best as I can and, and change and uh, learn from my own mistakes. And uh, I don't know how to say this because it, it does make me a little emotional. But uh, I think that we each, we all carry something from our past relationships into our new relationships, and things that affect us, and things that you know were done to us, or ways we were wrong in these past relationships, we carry it forward, and it's kind of hard to let go. It's kind of hard to to. Uh, be mindful of that and and let it go cuz cuz we we have been wronged and it has damaged us in such a way but every relationship is different every uh every person new person you create a relationship with or start a new um I don't know how to say it uh bond with I guess I can say it that way is different. It's that person is different. That relationship is going to be different. So the advice that I'm giving is from personal experience is to try and 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 remember that that person is not the same person and this relationship is not the same as the last and you know it it's going to be hard to do that. It's going to be difficult, but I know because of past things I have insecurities myself as a person and it's caused issues i think some of the things that you will see in shazam i think you can learn from and i mention it that even as an adult you can relate to it because you learn from your mistakes and uh like i said i i'm in the process of learning i'm in the process of trying to change myself and and i'm hoping that i get the chance to show that I'm trying, that I show that I, I, uh, am, I'm just really trying, and that's all we can do, you know, we give it our best, and sometimes the mistakes we make may be fatal, and, uh, I'm hoping it's not, and I know a lot of people, you know, who also have the same insecurity as me, or overthink a lot, will also, you know, dwell on that is if their mistake caused you know something to not be the same again and i'm hoping that it doesn't 
you know, I just got to do my best to be a better person no matter what. So, and remember to always trust, trust that person. If you are feeling a type of way, remember, just trust. Trust is the best thing to do. I just wanted to leave you guys with that, and I hope you guys have a, a good rest of your day, good rest of your night, safe travels, whatever you're doing. Be safe and, and sa- safe travels, journey, whatever. Uh, but I hope you enjoy the episode. Alright, let me uh, move my shit. Alright. Ready? Yep. Yeah. Three, two, one. Record. Error. Hold on. What the fuck is this error bullshit? I can't record. Error. Error. Alright. Just get rid of that. We'll try again. Yeah, I'm ready whenever. Three, two, one. Record. Error. While opening sound device, please check recording device settings. What the fuck is this bullshit? Alright. You ready again? Yep. Three, two, one. On record. Cinema seven. Welcome back to Cinema 7. I'm your host, Mario B. And with me, as always, is John Kanoki. That's correct. John Kanoki is here, and not Chris Hawk. It's just me and John, and we're going to talk about Shazam. Yeah, Chris Hawk uh, was lame and didn't see it. He was lame. He didn't want to leave the Smash Party because he was kicking butt. He was winning. He didn't want to forfeit, so he kept going. Yep. I w- we might even talk about WrestleMania on this podcast. We could, we could. Talk, yeah. Do you want to talk about WrestleMania first? No, Shazam's so focused. Let's talk about Shazam. Yeah, we can talk about WrestleMania towards the end. How's your week going, John? It's busy. It's the last week of tax season and uh, lots of meetings and nonsense. I had a three and a half hour meeting today. It was rough. Oh my goodness. Three hours? Yeah, it was about uh, new things we can do with uh, some systems. Is that like a conference call? or? Yeah, it was a conference call. God, that, that seems like the worst. I mean, it's great that we can do these things, but I don't know that I needed three hours to go over what we can do. Yeah. Uh, like a two-page PDF could have told me the same stuff. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. What about you? How's, uh, how's, how's work? How's that going? Uh, work's all right. Just trying to get as many hours as I can, as probably a lot of people who listen or if they listen, you know, as you know as well, you just try to get as many hours as you can to make as much money as possible. Gotta gotta get that money. You gotta get that money. That bankroll. Yeah. I've been uh, looking for a new job. Can I say that? Who cares, right? I, I don't see why you can't. I mean, you think your work listens to your podcast? No. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Who cares at this point? If you're Mario's work, uh, he's not looking for a new job. He loves it. <laughs> I, I love you so much. But uh, other than that, you know, it, you know. I, I know. You know. I know. You know, it's, 
It's kind of rough, but... Anything out there in the news lately that's been going on? Um, I don't remember what I've saw. I, I, there hasn't been a lot lately. And, it, and I know Star Wars Celebration is soon. And uh, I'm still mad that I'm missing that because it's the episode 1 20th anniversary. And if you're friends with me, you know I love episode 1. Uh, yeah, Jar Jar Binks is going to be there. Wish I had a pop for him to sign. Still on the hunt for that Jar Jar pop. Under 100 bucks. If you've got under $100 worth of Jar Jar pop, Mario's <laughs> in the market. I'm in the market. Uh, I don't know. Do you, have you seen anything lately in like entertainment news besides wrestling or video games? I know that uh, people are hype over the Switch stuff coming out, the new Switch models. People still talking about that. You're talking about the smaller Switch? Isn't it smaller? One of them's supposed to be more portable, and or the rumor is, because they haven't said anything, but they think one's going to be more portable and the other one is supposed to be a little bigger. I think it's fine the way it is. I don't know that I need a bigger Switch, and I don't know that I want a smaller one. Yeah, I, I don't, a smaller one would be too much like a DS, and I feel like a bigger one... Well, the rumor is they think they're trying to do 4K, but I don't think Nintendo really needs 4K because their games are good the way it is. The way they are, I should say. I guess if you're looking for a lot more ports over more than they already have, 4K could be beneficial, but Nintendo, their games naturally don't need it. Yeah. Uh, The only thing I saw on news is uh, I guess J.J. Abrams said something about Ryan Johnson. Did you see that? No. He was like... uh, I, he didn't go the way uh, I, I thought it would have went, or something. I don't know. I don't know what his exact quote was, but he was talking about how he uh, he thought the, where the story would go, and where Ryan Johnson took it was not that way. Really? Yeah. So I don't know what that means for nine, but he's just gonna. Well, I, I know that the uh, one director backed out because he was upset with what they did with certain characters because he wanted to keep Luke alive for nine and then they went with what Ryan was doing, I guess. And, and he backed out because of uh story uh, disputes or something is what I, I heard. And some of the rumors I saw, but who the heck knows, you know, I, they, cause I mean, I remember when we did our last jet, when we talked about last Jedi for like, I don't know how long, you know, uh, you were saying how Ryan said he talked to JJ and JJ was like cool with yeah, it. JJ Abrams did go on record saying he was okay with it. And I think I think the quote he said or whatever that people are talking about now, he he's not saying that it's bad, he just didn't see it going that way. So now he has to like compensate. Yeah, and that's what I'm afraid of is as them uh him trying to finish up what he for Saul or wanted people to push forward. And I, I don't want it to feel too forced and too out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Cause last Jedi kind of derailed itself from what people expected force awakens was pushing forward. So, yeah. but in the same sense, I kind of want him to. So it's kind of like a bittersweet. I think episode nine is going to be more bittersweet uh, for people who weren't too fond of, you know, this trilogy so far. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I, I mean, episode eight just 
I mean, in general, had a kind of a weird ending. Because it's almost like it didn't really build up to a lot of stuff. It kind of paid off a lot of what it set up. Yeah. There's like one central plot, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Did we... The last podcast that we did, was the Joker trailer out? Joaquin Phoenix? No, we didn't talk about that. Well, we could talk about that. It's DC related. Yeah, true. I uh, I think it looks fantastic. It definitely looks very uh, raw and uh, like it's going to portray the sanity very well. From what I've seen, like his... his uh, it looks like it's going to build up his his decline, kind of. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it definitely looks uh, like a Joker that you know could live up to the Heath Ledger performance that everybody covets, and you know put the the Jared Leto performance to shame. Yeah, I I, fe- I feel like this is going to be more like Heath Ledger was was. I I think he brought a comic book joker to life very well it you know it wasn't like more modernized comic book joker i think he brought that to life very well and i think a lot of stuff now kind of try to go off of him and i think joaquin phoenix is going to be a little different because it it seems like it's going to be more uh realistic in the sense of how people actually fall from grace sanity wise you know especially with some of the things we've seen where people you know, do tragic, tragic stuff, you know, that we've seen in the news and all that. So I think he it's going to portray mental health a lot more differently than we've seen. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be pretty dark and probably pretty real in a lot of ways. I'm excited for it. Is it based in the 70s? Yeah, that's uh, what they're saying, uh, which okay. is sad because, you know, I mean, he's ne- I, I guarantee he's not going to do another movie. Yeah. In my, um, I I know we've talked about this before in our little group message, and and you know, probably during D and D or whenever we hang out. But I really wanted to, you know, kind of connect to the DCU, and I think you wanted it to be a little just stand on its own type of thing, right? I would I would prefer it connect to the DCU, but I don't think it's going to. And I'm okay with that if it doesn't, but mm-hmm. I wish it would because I think we're going to get a great movie that's basically a one-off. I really think that's how you fix that whole DCEU, in my opinion. The Batman v Superman and and uh, before it and Justice League is you pretty much you tease that this Joker was what kind of freaked that Bruce Wayne out or that Batman, that Bat- Batfleck. I don't know. It, I I think it 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 fix a lot of because then you would I think you would watch Batman v Superman with a different perspective, you know what I mean? And it would set up more of a same with the Batman. I think the Batman can also have that opportunity to I don't want to say fix, but give people a different perspective on that movie, especially with the with Batman because you know with the whole Ryan Snyder, Ryan Snyder, <laughs> Zack Snyder. Stuff that he's been saying. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, They've got a lot of issues that I just don't see the easy way of them solving right now. I mean, Shazam is... I mean, we'll talk about it, but continuity-wise, I don't know. Yeah, let's start off Shazam with uh, 
you know the what you were about to talk about yeah i mean so full disclosure uh spoilers if you haven't seen it because it's been out i feel like if you're listening to a review podcast you should have seen it by now unless you're looking for recommendations in which case go see it if you're a superhero uh, fan comic book fan you like shazam you're you are a little worried maybe from dc movies i still think you should give it a chance and go see it I would say this is one of the better DC movies we've gotten recently. Not that I, you know, disliked Justice League. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, there's not a whole lot else to live up to with it. And Aquaman wasn't bad either, but... Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Shazam-wise, like, it's set in, what, current day? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in the movie, uh, you know, at the end of the movie, we get that tease. I mean, just because we're on the continuity subject, we can go into, like, the actual movie in a minute. They they tease Superman with his head cut off because obviously what's his face ain't doing the acting anymore. What are they What are they supposed to do? What are they going to do with that? I I don't know. I just I don't understand why you would make that call. Unless I mean maybe you're going to recast him. They could have easily had him in it. Yeah, it's just so weird that they're going to have to either recast him or completely like redo. Basically, the two main heroes of the DC universe, and then they have Shazam and Aquaman that did really well, and you know have you know pretty strong movies. Same and now they Wonder have to recast. Woman. Yeah, well, yeah, and and Wonder Woman, but she's a a little earlier than recently. Yeah, true. That was before they left, but now it's like you got to recast the two main characters, and you have these strong heroes you're bringing in. What what are you supposed to do? I don't know. I, I you're going I think you should have to figure out they need to get their head out of their asses and they need, they need to keep these people around cuz if you want I want consistency as a fan and I think that like you're saying how how are you going to redo everything around now you got to do redo everything around the characters who people don't really perceive as that strong of uh I don't want to say, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, there, you, you don't think DC heroes and think Shazam. It's just exactly. how it is. You don't think Marvel heroes and think Guardians of the Galaxy until the movies were made and like people got into it. Yeah, but they didn't have to build the rebuild the whole universe around Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? So, no, and no, I, I mean, I've said this before Marvel had was very fortunate to have Robert Downey Jr. and Samuel L. Jackson to tie that universe together and stay around for so long. I I mean, obviously Robert Downey Jr. wasn't doing a whole lot before Tony Stark. You know, he was in movies, but he basically, like, rebooted his whole career by taking that job. Yeah. And he stuck around and tied it together. If you don't have that kind of commitment, you can't build anything. Like, sure, the DC, you know, DC Comics has not made, you know, that great movies. They made some interesting decisions, but if they don't have people that are willing to commit, you can only do so much in the first place. Or whatever they're doing to make these people leave. You know? Like, uh, I know there was a lot of rumor innuendo about Ben Affleck wanting to direct and write the Batman movie that he would, you know, star in. And there was a lot of stuff about them denying his script or denying what he wanted to do. And then they came to him with something and he didn't want to do it or, or, or something weird like that. And, and, 
you know, it caused a, a tear between it. And now, you know, they have to redo this whole Batman with uh, Matt Reeves' Batman. And I have high hopes for that movie. And I, I don't want to say I have high expectations, but I I am favorable of Matt Reeves as a director because of the new Planet of the Apes movies. So I think he'll do well. It's just that it's going to... People, people want a universe, so I think people see the DCEU still as it's as a connected universe. And I think with these other movies, they're kind of trying to get away from connecting it from to like Justice League and stuff. But it's I think it's hard not to because of the what people uh, see of it. If that makes sense, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I I see what you mean, like. And they have said that, you know, they're making these one-shot stories and stuff. I It's just, it's really hard to, to know, like, what the real issue is. Because, I I mean, did you ever read why, uh, what the hell is Superman actor's name? What's his name? Henry Cavill. Yeah, right. did, did we figure out why he left? Like, does anybody know? I mean, to do other things, I guess? He, I guess they weren't making a Man of Steel 2 or when they... Or they came to him. One of the things I saw was they came to him too late with trying to do it, and he already had like a bunch of projects lined up. Or he was just like, "I'm doing all these other things, so are you ever gonna like?" I mean, like, there's some kind of agreement with the schedule that he had, or disagreement. I think is what it seemed yeah, like. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That he had too many things going on. Yeah, I mean, and. Ben Affleck in directing, I don't, I mean, if you're trying to establish something, maybe don't let the the actor, I mean, not that he's a bad director, but maybe don't let the actor direct the movie, like, right away. Maybe yeah. that's something he could have done down the line. I don't know. They just need some sort of consistency, because for Shazam to be as good as it was, objectively, it's it's kind of sad that where does it go from here except in the same Shazam universe? Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's kind of unfortunate because he does some pretty cool things with other superheroes in the comics. Yeah, especially Superman. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, Let's talk about the... Uh, this is an origin movie. I think for Shazam, I think it said it... I think it did it... I think it did this movie... Or, hold on. <laughs> I think that the way they handled the origin story for this movie or for the character very well done. And I, I think that it did it justice as a Suzam fan. Uh, I, I, uh, I think it's believable too, that, uh, what's his name? Zachary. Zachary Levi, Zachary Levi. I think he was, Definitely a believable uh, 14, 15-year-old in a 30-year-old's body or whatever it was supposed to be. I think they joke about that, too, in the movie about his age. They're like, I'm like 28 or 30 or something. Yeah, he uh, he did a, like a an interview-type sit-down thing with uh, the, the Rooster Teeth podcast, and they brought that up, how like he uh, in the trailers he, he looked so natural at it. And I mean, the the one thing that he said that kind of stuck out to me was 
how could he not feel that way when he's getting to like be one of the heroes that you know he grew up you know being interested in Mm -hmm. and that i mean i think that attitude goes a long way and speaking to the origin story i yeah i mean i think this is one of the stronger superhero origin stories in general he he has to learn how to use his powers how many times do we get like half the movie being about the hero not knowing how to do something it's very rare because they they usually figure it out right away it's usually usually pretty quick yeah yeah it's like quick learn your powers get to the action and you you almost see him learn his lesson and develop too because almost i mean you actually do you see him learn his from his mistakes as a kid but he matures through the abilities he's given and realizes also through the the family he has that he uh can be better and he could be more fortunate and and use his powers for good which i think you know for a 15 year old kid that's you know it's crazy to, to develop that way, but you, you uh, I think you can relate to it even as an adult, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's, uh, it's pretty interesting that, or oh, I think really well done, how they have him focus on, you know, like a 15-year-old. If a 15-year-old just got superpowers, like he does all the things that you would immediately do. It's not like he's like, oh, I have this obligation. It's like, no, nah, screw that. I got superpowers. I'm going to use it to make money. Yeah. which it's great i mean it makes sense from a a real life standpoint what'd you think of uh the villain in this movie because i know a lot of recent you know marvel movies and you know i guess even justice league itself the the villain has been lacking in the sense of uh you don't really see the the villain develop and he's kind of taken out easily and nothing ever comes of it again i mean so one of the the best parts about dc is their villains and even though this guy is like a ridiculous like seven deadly sins in the eye magic villain i still think it's, he's pretty good i mean yeah. not only is the actor really good as an adult but you also i mean they start in the movie showing why he's a villain which is great because we don't get a lot of villain backstory in general that's true. It, it, like, uh, I just watched, what was more recently that I watched at home was Ant-Man and Wasp, and they kind of have this villain, but they don't really tell you about her towards maybe, I want to say the middle of the movie or towards the near the end of the movie. They kind of give you her backstory. But by then, you know, or, or even after that, you, you, she's kind of irrelevant to the plot, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I mean, if you look at Black Panther, Killmonger had a, a good backstory. You saw where he came from, and I mean, aside from Michael B. Jordan and his acting and everything, the villain itself had, you understood his motivations. Yeah. And I think a lot of comic book movies, you you don't have that because the villain is either super evil or like they're too ridiculous for it to matter. Yeah, exactly, and I I think uh, it is cool that you actually get to see the 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 villain become the villain, or you understand why he is the way he is, or why he's seeking such power, is because his whole life he's been you know told that he's whiny or he's not as good as his brother is, and uh, he uh, 
he definitely, you know, has his last straw with that when, you know, the Shazam tries to, the wizard tries to bring him to the lair as a child and, and give him the power. And he, he kind of is gets, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He gets distracted by the eye and he's like, you're not worthy. And he's like, you know, as a kid who's told he's not worth anything, kind of to be told you're not worthy of something also by this big, powerful wizard, you know, with your imagination as a child, you, 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 you get to see that you get to see that develop later when he's seeking all that power. Yeah, I mean, any any kid is going to imagine himself the hero when you're actually told as a kid that you are not good enough for that. Like, yeah, that's going to damage you. And we get to see that. I I do think that sequence though isn't isn't necessarily the best. While I do appreciate it, it's not. Just, no, it's it, I, it it was one of the weaker parts of the movie. The acting in general and and stuff and the kid actor. Uh, you know, I don't want to say he's he's horrible, but uh, you know the the acting in the beginning and that part, and obviously them not really driving that car is obvious. What are you talking about? They were actually driving that. Oh, you're right. They were driving in the snow on Christmas or whatever it was, because I think there was Christmas music playing. So it was probably during the holidays. Yeah, I think it was. But you're right it's it's not that strong and it's kind of weird it kind of sets a weird pace for the movie in the beginning and and uh i know i i made a post but saying this but a lot of the side characters like we've talked about before are not that great uh cuz they're a little too eccentric or they're overacting or the acting just seems a little weird awkward yeah, I mean, aside from Shazam and uh, Doctor Savannah, like I feel like all the other people in the movie are slightly off, and I don't know if it's the like if it's the actual actors or it's just what they're asked to do. It's hard to tell, and it's not like in a bad way. It's awkward like, to me. It's just it is. It's kind of weird. You're like, okay, this is kind of weird to watch. Yeah, especially with the beginning, in my opinion, because it does set a weird pace, like. During that beginning, I was like, I'm digging them setting up the villain. This is really cool because we don't really get to see this. But I'm scared for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and even after that, when they go to Billy Batson looking for his mom or whatever, even that sequence is kind of weird because it's like you haven't actually met anyone. You haven't been actually introduced to anyone. They're just setting these things up. And then like they go in depth into it when he like gets his new home and stuff. Yeah, that's that's when I feel like it slows down and starts to tell like a real story. Yeah, but before that, it's kind of it's kind of moving too fast without giving you a a lot. Even though it is setting up a lot, you appreciate later. I think. Yeah, I do. I do agree that it did rush at certain parts where I uh, I think that was one of the other things that I faulted it on. But it it does start to pace itself or even out eventually, and and. Uh, I do like when you get to meet more of the, like when you meet the family, the, that he's living with, I think that they have some awkward scenes, like, especially the mom. I remember we were looking at each other. Like, is she, is she flirting with him? Like, what's going on here? 
It's just kind of weird her her line delivery. Yeah, she could, I mean, she was she was uh, I, I she was attractive woman, and the way she was, it seemed like almost like she was flirting with him. I think to us because we were looking at her like, what what the, what the hell's going on here? Uh, and the and the uh, guy from Walking Dead, who's the uh, foster dad, I I do. I do like him. I do like him in the movie, but at first, oh, it's almost like every first introduction of the characters, except for Eugene, are are weird. In my opinion, yeah, it's almost comic book esque. Yeah, which is kind of weird to see on screen, I guess. Yeah, but it fits when you think about it. Yeah, it's like here's these wacky zany characters that he's gonna have to you know live with and put up with. I was just gonna. To go into the montage, the training montage. Yeah. I think that was one of the best segments of the movie. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, him learning to use his powers in a comical way. Uh, I mean, while that didn't make me actually laugh, you know, I feel like people would laugh at that and enjoy that. And it's cool to see a sequence like that uh, succeed, I guess. Yeah, especially coming from where you come from, like in the beginning, which we were just talking about. It's like you're you're kind of lost, and then they go into this like fun montage. Yeah, exactly. It it's uh, a lot of the the parts where I was laughing or thought was funny. I, I thought it was very organic. Like I felt it was uh, genuine that comedy. Like it wasn't forced or anything. And I know I have my reservations about Marvel movies and their jokes being random to me. And, uh, you know, kind of feeling out of place sometimes, but nothing in this movie, joke-wise, felt out of place, you know, except for some lines that we've I think it, mentioned. I think the key difference is the jokes in Shazam kind of come naturally in dialogue, where a lot of Marvel jokes are like one-liners. Yeah. I mean, you you almost, like, they build up to something, you're like, here comes a joke. And in Shazam, it was kind of like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that to be funny. Yeah. Especially the uh, the Rocky scene when he's... Lightning hands? Yeah, to Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Lightning hands. Or whatever he was saying. Do you have any uh, uh, favorite parts about this movie? Or what do you think of the plot in general? I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, you need to introduce... The audience to magic and Shazam, and they do both effectively. I mean, I, clearly my favorite part is Mr. Mind. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the Shazam family, too. Like, we haven't talked about that, but you you wanted it so bad. And then it, it's like it's paid off mm-hmm. that you actually get it. If you know anything about Shazam, that is. And if you don't, then you don't see it coming, and then it's even better, I think. Yeah, because there's a... Uh, um... In Shazam, uh, John and I know that like uh, the the foster kids uh, or his friends and the older ones, you know, they help him and he he gives them powers and they also become like Shazams themselves. And uh, I know in Flashpoint, all the kids fusion to one Shazam or something, right? Yeah, something weird like that. But uh, it was actually really cool to see in this movie because. Because you're sitting there like, he's going to fight seven deadly sins, which is weird in general, but makes sense, I guess, the way they did it. 
and I even leaned over and asked you about mythology wise if seven deadly sins because it, it like Shazam and magic in the Shazam world almost seem mythological because of the you know the power of Zeus and the strength of Solomon you know his name uh what it all stands for but I was like did the seven deadly is that like uh tied into mythology because I know it's tied into religion right you know who would know this Ronnie she would knows a lot about mythology yeah but I I mean if you think about it religion is basic mythology is basically religions that don't exist anymore true true like I mean it's it's the same thing it's all it's all about believing in something or a, a people believing in something so it, it kind of ties in hand in hand with the way DC tends to handle their magic powers because I mean they're usually fueled by some sort of myth mythology or uh, some some magic aspect and I think going back to the villain it was definitely a good way to start off Shazam like it, he you can bring in his ridiculous villains later you know like Mr. Mind, which they were teasing. He's not ridiculous. He's not ridiculous. He's he's one of the smartest people in the entire... Uh, in, in all of comic books. <laughs> but uh, so He's a genius larva. He's a genius larva worm caterpillar. You know, and I, I'm sure people were like, what the hell? At the, at, at the end credit scene. But as soon as we saw him in the tube, like uh, in the beginning, we were like, there he is. There's that, there's that worm thing. It was fantastic. It was like, I mean, he, he puts together a bunch of groups. Like, I was looking it up because, I mean, I, I know who he is, but I've never read, like, his plots in Shazam. He puts together, like, a, a billion groups. Every time he's, like, the, the main guy, he's putting together a faction. And that's fantastic. It's almost like Kingpin with the Sinister Six and stuff like that. It's, uh, yeah. Mr. Mind's just like, I gotta fight... And that makes sense too if they do that, if they if they do tease that, because he has the Shazam family now. Yeah, and I mean, you you gotta have something to combat that if you have what six? How many is there? Six of them? I think so. Unless there was seven exactly to to tie in with the. Uh, there might be six actually. You might be right. I yeah, I can't remember. Just counting the characters, but it's like if you have that many, you know, people that can use. A portion of or Shazam's powers, because I don't know that it was clear. Like I don't think they they all have like a specific aspect of him, right? They don't all have the same powers. Yeah, I think they all have their own. Uh, uh like they they kind of they kind of have some of them, but they they each have their own individual powers. And I think Shazam has more powers that we haven't seen yet as well that he hasn't done. Yeah. See, what I thought was. They each had an aspect of it, like the one could fly, the one was strong, the one was fast. Yeah. But, and then I didn't really like, I don't know if it was clear if they all had other powers, because that was just what they focused on to make them unique. But in general, I mean, you gotta have like a a pretty decent villain, now that you know Shazam's powers, because in general, Shazam's pretty powerful as it is. Yeah. It it, it was a little weird, too, that the villain, like, when I sat there and thought about it, I was like, he wants Shaz- the wizard's powers because he wants more power, but he already has enough power, it seems like. Yeah, it, it makes sense for him to want more power. So, you know, I instantly 
went back on that in my well, head. Well, his main motivation is the sins. They want him to take the wizard's powers, so there is no wizard to stop them. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I. I guess I. I mean, I, I was thinking that too. I just didn't piece together right away until later. I guess you know my my brain rambles into different directions, so it's like I I forget almost like ugh, you know like that is yeah. what they were thinking. But uh, then he he go, they go back to the temple or whatever, and and uh, he gets the staff and he wants them to give him the powers, and that's when they later. He, you know, pushes him or punches him, and he flies back, and he steals the staff and says to the kids, say my name, and they all go, Billy. <laughs> he's like, say my, say the, my, what I say when I turn. And they all say Shazam, and they get his powers, which is one of the cooler things, and they help him fight the seven deadly sins. And uh, I'm actually really excited to see what they do with with the next Shazam and I know they're going to, I feel like they're doing black Adam first, which I, I, I don't know what the rock schedule is. And, and uh, I know he's doing a lot of things, but I feel like now you got to come out with black Adam soon. You got to come out with it next year because you're going to make people wait too long in a Shazam movie. And then you're just going to get Zachary Levi stuck in that Henry Cavill schedule situation. Yeah, I mean, they definitely did follow up on it, or at least do something related with Shazam. At least keep him engaged. Yeah, with Mr. Mine. Yeah, I, I mean, either have another Shazam movie or Black Adam and then tie Black Adam to Shazam. I don't know what their plan is, obviously. I, I think we speculated Black Adam will be a lot earlier, and then they'll somehow like tie him into waking up to fight Shazam or whatever. Yeah, they did tease him in this movie for a second. Yeah, they did, which I mean should be pretty good. I I, I just worry about you know The Rock, but yeah, because if if he's gonna be Black Adam and they're giving him his own movie first, I feel like he needs to be that needs to be super serious because then when Shazam comes in a picture, you can do more hilarious stuff and and uh, in my opinion. And I think once Black Adam or The Rock is with Zachary Levi, I feel like they'll go off each other very well. I think that's going to be something that uh, I, I thought in my head after seeing Shazam that they'll kind of play off each other very well in a movie together. Yeah, Black Adam is definitely going to be a movie where we see why Black Adam is the way he is at the end of the movie. And it, it needs to be more serious in tone, I would think, if you're going to put him up against this fun-loving Shazam character they've created. Exactly. I uh, one one scene we didn't talk about that I really enjoyed was the door scene with all the doors. Yeah, I uh, I thought that was really neat to reference all those like different dimensions and stuff. Because I mean, that's one of like DC's trademark things is their different universes and their different dimensions. So I thought it was really cool to see some of those things. I wonder how many doors there were. If there were fifty-two of them, uh, there might have been more. Who knows? <laughs> Crocodile Man. Hey, that's the they're on Mr. Mind's team and one of the teams. Yeah, they're gonna be in the next one. I hope. Wouldn't, that'd be so weird. That'd be great though, wouldn't it? I mean, it would. To be like, hey, you remember those crocodile guys? Here they are. Here they are. It was there was something else in the other door? Something really weird, like a tentacle beast or or something. Yeah, it was some sort of weird tentacle with like a 
an opening. It looked like a Venus flytrap almost. Yeah. I wonder if uh, they'll tease in the next Shazam like Mixelplex or something come out of one of those doors. Do you know how cool of a movie we could get with him as a villain for like Superman? And just the whole, he's just towards the end, he's just trying to get him to say his name backwards. Those are some of the best cartoon movies or cartoon shows like the Mixelplex episodes. Yeah. Those are some of the best ones. He's one of like the better villains, especially if you pair him with like a, a big bruiser type villain. Because mm-hmm. he's, you know, clearly smart and he's not going to do a whole lot of fighting. And I guess people have to have fighting. Like what was uh, it was Bizarro, right? That he wasn't it Bizarro that he kind of manipulated in the show. Yeah, I think he teams up with him at one point after like their first encounter when he wants to get back at Superman. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. I miss that show. I'm going to have to try to watch it. I have it on DVD. or the I have the first volume or the first half of it. Something like that. And uh, also I have the Batman animated series, too. I'm going to have to rewatch that. That show is so good. Like, I know people say it's good, but I've rewatched some episodes recently. It's just, it's really that good. Like, people remember things fondly because of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But if you rewatch it, it's like they're still they're still as engaging as they were, I think. Batman Beyond was good. Uh, Justice League was good. Justice League Unlimited. Did you, did you like Justice League Unlimited? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Shazam's in that sometimes too, right? Yeah, a little bit. I don't think he's main, like main cast, but yeah, he's in it. What do you think they're going to do for Green... Do you think they're going to do anything for Green, uh, Green Lantern? I think the the general plan was to do John Stewart Green Lantern until they you know had all this happen, which is unfortunate because I personally believe John Stewart is the most boring Green Lantern when he's not in the Justice League. So to do like a separate movie for him is kind of would kind of suck unless it was like with Hawkgirl and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then it might be kind of cool, but that's a lot to set up in one movie. I do like that whole relationship they have in Justice League with uh, Green Lantern and Hawk, Hawk Girl. Yeah, I mean, he has some good Justice League storylines. It's just by himself, he's not the most interesting Green Lantern. Who's the Green Lantern with the gun again? He's like Hispanic. Oh, God, what's his name? He was the newer one. He wears a mask. Yeah, what the... I was trying oh. to explain that Green Lantern to somebody the other day. I was like, yeah, there's a Green Lantern with a gun. <laughs> Let me see what his name is. Is Guy Gardner the one that's uh part of the LGBTQ, I believe? Or he has a boyfriend or something, right? What is that guy? Simon Baz. Simon Baz. Yeah, he carries the gun. Hey, the best the best part about him carrying that gun is like when you first meet him, when they first introduced him. I forget who it is. It's one of the other lanterns. They're like, you don't need that gun anymore. It's useless. Yeah. And he's like, no, I need it. <laughs> like, he, he keeps it for protection. Yeah. You, you never know. You never know. I mean, he can make a gun with his ring, but why? When you can have a real gun. Yeah, I mean, and uh, no, uh, Alan Scott is the, uh, the, the gay Green Lantern, I believe. Won't they do that? That'd be interesting. I think it's uh I think it has to do with his storylines. Like I don't think he's that interesting as integrated in the uh the newer stuff. I guess that makes sense, but they should totally do more with him in the comics or something. 
I think that would be, especially at the time. I, th- I think he might also be Earth 2 Green Lantern 2. Oh. So they'd have to do like a whole separate thing, which would be really cool because Earth 2 Superman's badass. Well, they, they could do that. Just make it, just have two different uh, universes going at once. That'd set them apart and then merge them. Yeah, Earth 2 Superman is uh, pretty sweet. At least I think that'd be cool. He's like, no fucks. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Shazam? No, I think we pretty much covered it. It uh, it's it's a good movie overall. I really enjoyed it. What would you uh, grade it? I th- I think a eight point two five. Eight point two five. Eight point two five. Like it's it's good. I don't know eight point five. Good, but I think it's at least an eight in my books, just because of how entertaining it was, and it lived up to uh, what I expected of it, which is. A rarity these days. Yeah, I uh, as a Sam fan, I was very pleased with how the movie turned out. You know, we talked about the beginning, kind of putting it yeah, in a weird place, and you know, some of the side characters or other uh, actors in the movie. You know, it it being kind of weird or awkward. They're acting or over eccentric. Uh, you know, rushed through some certain points and. And I I still think it is a true superhero movie in its essence, and uh, I really enjoyed it. So I, I'd give it an eight point five out of ten personally. And I would uh, see it again. I think I'm gonna go see it again. I plan on it. I would uh, like to bring Ronnie, but you know, um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I I I she wasn't feeling well when you and I went to go see it, and I let her rest. And uh, well. On her own free will, she wanted to rest. She wasn't feeling well. And, uh, yeah, she's starting to feel better. But, yeah, we really like Shazam. John and I really like Shazam, and we hope Chris Hawk gets to see it. And uh, if you want to hear Chris Hawk talk more, since he's not on this episode, head over to Fireside Comics and listen to, to their uh, the Matrix 20th anniversary episode and hear Chris Hawk talk about the Matrix with Chris Poole. Is there anything else you want to talk about, John? Just waiting for that Steel movie. <laughs> I know. We should pitch it. Pitch it or fix it. Oh, my God. No, I think we're good. I think that's uh, all we need for now. You know, we're going to be coming out with some newer stuff soon. So, hopefully, uh, yeah, we see some movies. Most definitely. We're always going back to superhero, it seems like. Those are just the movies, you know, you have to see. It's hard to find time to see some of the other movies we'd like to see yeah i don't know if we got to mix it up more or if we're just we're just superhero guys i think we're just superhero guys nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that uh for john and i we're cinema seven uh you can look us up on all social media Cine- cinema seven underscore pod on twitter and instagram uh if you found us and you're listening to us you obviously know how we spell uh cinema seven you know it's Cinema, how you spell that normally, and then seven is with the number seven E V E N. Uh, definitely check us out. Uh, we post a lot of uh, things, we share things on Twitter more recently. Uh, Chris Hawk kind of helps with the Twitter, so you get to see some of his random posts, it's very interesting. And I know on Facebook, we share some articles and different things there too. And Instagram uh, is more, more meme related sometimes uh we have a patreon 
If you like us and you've been listening to us, you want to help us keep keep the podcast going, definitely uh, contribute there. And uh, we can offer you some t-shirts and some stickers. We have a lot of stickers left. Uh, and, you know, if you donate little as a dollar, what did we say that it was? You're our friend on there? You're a friend. Yeah. You're, you're, a, friend. you're a friend. And we're gonna... Everybody's our friend, but... You're a special you're a friend. friend. Well, I don't know about it. We're going that far. So, uh, with that, I'm going to... Add in Chris Hawk doing the Chris Hawk Cinema 7 send-off. Take it away, Spirit of Chris Hawk. So uh, at Cinema 7, we want to thank you always for watching with us. We want to thank you for listening with us. And we want to thank you for exploring with us.